coming up on this episode, we begin with football graphics, Apple Card, and the history of car connectivity. Then we get into the week's tech news, including the return of the Galaxy Fold, the return of Super Nintendo games, and the return of the Trustbusters. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 252, recorded September 9th, 2019. Back in the Fold. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by uh, Hall of Famer and all-time leader in rushing yards, Colby Rabideau, and, of course, five-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl forty-three champion, Dan Miller. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, we're, here to, we're here to talk football today. And the first question, I know y'all are watching uh, the Texans-Saints game this evening. I think the question on everyone's mind is... Alvin Kamara, can he be stopped? What do uh, future teams have to do to slow down this uh, phenomenal player? I bet if they stuck peanut butter to his shoes that they would slow him down. Mm. Now, the real impressive thing about Alvin Kamara is that before he was a professional football player, he had a singing career with a group of chipmunks. (laughs) I don't get it. Alvin and the Chipmunks, Dan. Nailed it. Uh-huh. Is this guy's name Alvin? Yes, yeah. Alvin Kamara. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Wow. Well done, sir. Ooh. Well done. That was phenomenal. That was great. Uh, Dan, I like your peanut butter on the cleats idea. Uh, I assume mm. the NFL runs by what I call airbud rules, where if there's nothing in the rules explicitly against it, then it must be, hey, nothing in the book says a dog can't play basketball. So, you know, we'll roll with it. What's uh what's new with you guys? Aside from football. Football. Um yeah, the Patriots won. That was dope. I will say I do have a, a, a football internet related thing that may apply to the show that you guys might find amusing. As I mentioned, it's Monday Night Football happening right now as we do the show. And uh, every couple years, they introduce new graphics packages, keep it looking fresh, and ESPN debuted a new one tonight on Monday Night Football. And in the bottom right-hand corner, they have the little graphic that shows the location on the field, first and 10 and second and three and whatever. But for whatever reason, they decided to color it bright yellow throughout the whole game, permanently bright yellow, which is the exact same color when the graphic changes to indicate there's a flag on the field. So it looks like there's a flag on every single play. Twitter went crazy. Football Twitter, I should say. Went crazy. <laughs> tweeted at ESPN, said, what a monstrosity. This is confusing. Everyone hates it. And get this. At halftime, they turned it off. They changed wow. the color because they heard the complaints on Twitter. And so by the second half of the game, it was no longer bright uh, green. It was uh, it was black. So there was no confusion. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're listening. I, I mean, I, I don't think it you know, solves world hunger, but you know, it's, it's still uh, exciting that someone's paying attention okay. at least. <laughs> right. You weren't just shouting into the void. Right. Which is 99% of the internet, of course. Right. That's cool. That sweet void. All my friends are in think... the void. <laughs> oh shit. Did they just score? Touchdown. And Sean may have won his fantasy so for the week. Welcome to the uh, yeah. Don't Panic NFL podcast. 
I would. Hey, look, if anyone out there is looking to co-host a sports podcast, Coffee and Beer would love to add one. I would love to do a sports podcast as someone who knows little about sports. <laughs> that would be a dream come true. Sports. All sorts of sports. Um, but we don't have to talk about sports, guys. What's uh, what's the what's what's the thing? What's going on? What's the thing? Come on. I don't know what the thing is. Give me something. What? It seems like... um, We're so boring. I don't have... I... You don't know where you are, Dan. Do you? I don't... I don't know where I am. (laughs) I don't have anything. I I have a pick this week, I guess. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to finding out what kind of phone I'm going to get tomorrow. Um... Oh, the Apple events tomorrow? I've been seeing I, it's weird. This is the first year they're streaming it on YouTube. So anyone can watch it. You don't have to have a Apple device to watch it. But I've been weird. getting paid YouTube ads promoting it, which oh, wow. is very weird. I've also been getting a lot of Twitter ads for hmm. it. I haven't gotten any of these things. Oh, boy. Yeah. You must not be in the demographic, Dan. <laughs> I guess not. I. But yeah, other than that. No, I don't have much. I I did something impulsive yesterday. Um, oh. I uh well, so I had recently gotten a nota- an email notification that one of my credit cards had closed because I hadn't used it in so long. So I was like, eh, that's fine. And then I got a thing about like the Apple card, and I was like, well, okay. So I just did the I did the thing. I got I got the Apple card. Congrats. Thanks. I got approved. It's not like they just give them to anybody, so I think I think <laughs> they might. it did take like a whole sixty seconds to happen. Which was kinda cool. And then I got three percent cash back today on some app store transaction. Which is I'm gonna guess maybe nine cents. <laughs> It was actually ten dollars. I don't know what it was. Oh boy! It must have been. It must have been a subscription. Someone splurgy in the app store. Right. I'm out of control. No, it must have been a subscription or something. So it's like thirty cents. Boom! Whoa! Lamo! Whoa! You have a lot Black. of cards in your wallet. Well, one of them is the Apple Cash card. Yeah. So that one doesn't really count. One of them I need to get rid of. Simple. Um, what's wrong with simple? Let me tell you what's wrong with simple, Colby. Uh-oh. The whole the whole reason, so simple is an online bank. I feel like it was popular in the, the tail end of the Web 2.0 social web era. I guess that was more social web than Web 2.0. And one of the big reasons that I got them as a bank, they decided, eh, Gonna, we're just going to not do this anymore, which was the ability to send checks over the internet. Yeah, that was a nice feature. Yeah. And hey, so, plus, you plus, don't like your sweet checkbook? No. You got a checkbook? For you? I didn't even get a checkbook. Yeah, they, they sent me a checkbook. Oh. Oh, actually, no, I had to fill out a form oh, and get okay. a checkbook. No. Jealous I don't like the sweet. Because the, the other problem, well, maybe maybe that would be resolved with the checkbook. But they're always, like, interesting withdrawal limits and stuff. So I need to get rid of my simple card. If I did that, then I would only have uh, one 
two, three cards. Four cards. Ah, well, good. Yeah. Well, you can use that new uh, Apple card to pick up your new phone. Yes. I mean, that, that was the big motivation. I was like, well, I'm going to be dropping a lot of money in September on some on maybe a watch also. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if it's cool. Uh, but my here's an experience report. Oh, actually. Oh, I do have something. I forgot. It's been so long since we did the show. I got to use CarPlay for a really long time. Uh, I would say a total of almost eight hours. Mm-hmm. Or more, right. probably. Uh, I was going to say, friend of the show, Emily, bought a car that has CarPlay. It's amazing. Like, It's pretty cool. So here, here is my... When I got a car... When I got a car? We had, like, the, the cars that were actually in production at that time, I think, like, 2007, they were starting to get audio... Uh, um, auxiliary ports Mm -hmm. and my car didn't have that but you could get the tape to headphone jack converter thing oh yeah i love those and those were great they worked so well uh and then in uh, in college all the cars were like you know what no auxiliary port bluetooth only uh and that sucked those never worked never ever like you know they have to Please enter the pin code zero 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 zero. Connecting, connecting. God forbid someone else wants to connect. Their and then phone. it automatically <laughs> downloads your contacts into their right. car, which always happened yeah. to me. Yep, yep, yep. No one wants that. Uh, so this new world of you plug your phone. I, I bought like a car mount. Didn't even realize I wouldn't need it. Plug your phone into the car, and your phone is now powering the center console dashboard thing. Huh. You're- your phone is one with the car. It's amazing. I could do. I it had Google Maps, Apple Maps, Waze. I could use whatever Overcast. Maps app I wanted. Overcast music. was there. Spotify was there. Music was obviously there. I forget which other apps were messaging, on there. Messaging calls. Yep. Although no one called me or no one messaged me, as from what I remember. Uh, the so the I, voice, the Siri uh, text messaging, I find actually works really well. I, I I've been Siri impressed. I used to like dial in directions, which worked. It's a great. It's one of my favorite features on my car. Now, are you on the iOS 13 beta or were you on iOS 12? I was on iOS 12. I don't. I, I, I consider you a, over here? a forward-thinking, you know, early adopter type. Uh, that's that's honestly the thing I'm most excited for in iOS 13 is improved CarPlay because they've well, totally I, redone is- the design. Because the issue I find with CarPlay, and apparently Apple agrees, is you can only have one thing on the screen at a time. So if you want to, uh, you know, pause the music while the map is up, you've got to switch apps. The new default screen actually has a couple different widgets on it, showing it the so the map will only be like two thirds of the screen, plus the play controls, plus other things. and it's got a new look to it, and it looks really great. The people on the beta who have it say it's really excellent. So that's what I'm looking forward to most. Ooh. Love a that's good really widget. Cool. Love a widget. Yep. Um, but my other thing was, uh, I so I left New York, and I tried to use Apple Pay. Apple Pay works uh, at a lot of the 
there's a lot of these fast foody kind of places, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, that oh, yeah. that are doing the, uh, you know, you just use a computer uh, to order your food, and then you go up to the counter, and then someone like, calls out your order eventually. Uh, what was the other one that did this? Shake Shack is doing hey, this Dunkin now. Dunkin' Donuts does that? I thought it was Dunkin' Donuts, but maybe... I'm... Could be. I've just never experienced that. Uh, but anyways, no, maybe maybe it wasn't Dunkin' Donuts. It was somewhere. Maybe it was. Oh, I think I went to McDonald's once on the way up because we were starving, and once on the way back because we needed coffee. Mm. Uh, but the the other restaurants, like restaurants, are the big thing that is really awkward to use Apple Pay at, even when there's a restaurant like I experienced. Where someone comes over with one of those Europe style things. Yeah, those are cool. They are cool, but then they still take your card and then do it in front of you. It's like, no, just give it to me. Like <laughs> I'll I got take this. care of it. But I think that the the way that we will get Apple Pay in almost all circumstances will be for will be with these like kiosks that you order from. Where all the fast casual and fast food restaurants will just have a slate of kiosks that you go up to and you place your order and then you can Apple pay to your heart's content or whatever, whatever the future of payments are. But uh, I was paying attention to when I was using Apple Pay because now I have that card and I was able to use it for everything except food. CVS, stop at CVS, CVS supports it. But, but that's what's funny for me is I agree with you, but I've actually moved, I've gone straight past Apple Pay. I didn't even get off on the exit. I just kept going straight to paying via that company's app. When I pay with in the Dunkin' Donuts app, they scan the QR code in the app, I oh, get points, Dan. I get... Let me turn my brightness All up. All right, Sorry. stop that. Uh, God, the solar flares are at the wrong angle Dan, right now. do you know how many times it's not worked for me? Zero. I've never had... <laughs> they've done it every time. It's not like it used to be. But I get the... I, honestly, you can keep your 1% back on all purchases. Uh, I get free Dunkin' Donuts, and I get 200 points. So I'm just saying that's been great. When you buy stuff in the app, no. you get the, when you go when you use the McDonald's app, you get exclusive coupons, and you get a Big Mac that's normally like four or five dollars, and you get it for a dollar. Now, Sean, have you done the math? Like, is that one dollar Big Mac worth the? Is it a better deal than two percent back? I will say, in general, I don't do math, so <laughs> no, I haven't. So I assume it is. So I haven't. You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. But I have been using Apple Pay more. I will say, um, and it technically works. Wow, high praise. Yep, it it does the payments good. It's better with Face ID than it was with Touch ID. I will say that's mm-hmm. a big mm. step up. Yeah, um, but I still have that problem where cashiers don't realize I did it like at grocery stores and stuff. And they're like waiting for me to like take out a card or give them cash. And I'm like, no, I already paid. You can just hit the so credit button. I always button like show them the thing. Like, look, I'm doing this. <laughs> boop, boop. That's what you got to do. You got to make the sound with your mouth. Boop, boop. <laughs> boop. I paid. I'm not trying to rob you. Yeah. Now, uh, you don't have to tell me, uh, but I'm going to ask because this was the point of contention with Apple Car. Did you get good interest rates? When you applied, did you find? Uh, What's a mine, good interest rate? Mine was seventeen point nine nine percent. That so was on the no. lower end of the card. I think it. I think the bottom was like fifteen. 
which yeah. is crazy. I yeah, I don't know what a good interest rate is. I've only played an interest rate on a credit card exactly once in my life. Um, I will. I know that the uh, Democratic candidates for president, some of them, are advocating for a future law that would cap the amount of interest that can be charged at seven percent. Mm-hmm. Wow. But there are credit cards that go as high as 50%, if you can believe it. And somehow that's not <laughs> no. illegal. Wow. Yeah. I can. It's called preying it. on poor people. Uh, and it's terrible. Yeah. And that's what bugs me about all the advertising around the Apple cookers. They're like, oh, it's no fees and it's no penalties. And it's not. And I'm like, but your interest rates, like, you're a company that sits on $100 billion in cash, never mind your various other earnings. Um, and you can't make a reason. Like, do you really need 15% on the card? You can't settle for five or 10 I wonder how – I guess I'm curious about the, like, the business of those cards, right? Because, like, Apple's not, like, the bank. Goldman Sachs right. is the bank. Right. Um, so I wonder what, like – Who makes what the money Apple, on what? Right. Or, like, the Uber card, right? Or, like, there are other – you know, other companies have credit cards. Like, what is, what's the deal? Like, what do they get out of it? It's a good question. Probably yeah. your money. How much of it, TBD? One, one can only assume. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. guys, we have got two weeks worth of news in the rundown. And while you're looking for our first story, I want to thank everybody who turned off the football game. And instead, I did win my fantasy this week, by the way. I know people were worried. Um, last minute touchdown. Thank you to Sean Watson. Um we're live uh, at facebook.com slash don't panic show and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash don't panic show like we are every Monday uh, about 10 15 Eastern. Please join us. Uh, we love the folks who are live. And uh, and if you have any questions or comments, put them in the chat. We are watching. Uh, guys, what's our uh, first story of the week here? Oh, good question. Don't Sean. all jump at once. There's so many to choose blah, from. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, man. All kinds of... What a couple weeks here, actually. Yeah. Stuff technically happened. Stuff happened. SNES on the Switch I'm actually very excited about, and I have played around with. Great. Well, let's start there. We got time to get through a lot of news, so let's start there. Um, Nintendo uh, launched its Switch Online service about a year ago. Today, they announced the next big edition. Uh, access to SNES games, Super NES games, joining the existing NES games. Um, they're now available to download. Titles at launch include Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World 2, Legends of Zelda, mm-hmm. A Link to the Past, Super Mario World, Star Fox, um, on and on. There's, there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> um, the other thing, uh, Nintendo promises more games will be added over the future, and these games will support the rewind feature uh, they announced earlier at launch, which is essentially um, a. How would you describe it, Dan? The. Essentially, it's a save point. It creates a save point within the game. Oh, essentially. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's cooler than a save point. And right. It's as if you just walked away from like your old Super Nintendo, and then you you remember having to do this? I don't know if you ever had to do this, but leave, try to surreptitiously leave a Super Nintendo on because you couldn't get to a save point. So you leave it on while you're at school or while you're sleeping, so you could get back to it the next day. This lets you save whenever you want, even if the game wasn't designed to let you save there. 
Very cool. One other thing that they also launched at the same time was a custom SNES controller for the Switch, specifically to play these new games. It's wireless, but charges over USB-C. It'll be available to purchase exclusively for Switch Online members for $29.99 at some point in the future. Date TBD. Which, to me, is actually my favorite part of the announcement. I don't own a Switch. I'm not going to play any of these games, but damn, that controller brings back nostalgia, and I would pay for that for sure. Now, Dan, here's here's a question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a, not really a person who ever played any of these games. Mm-hmm. What game should I play? Oh, that... Uh, so there are a lot of these that I had never played. Um, I feel like Star Fox is definitely one you shouldn't play because it is so far ahead of its time. It looks terrible. It's like it's like, it's like like playing a, a N64 game that's made out of like milk cartons or something. <laughs> It's just like, okay, I see what you're getting at, but this ain't, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Kart, obviously a classic. I think probably the best games on here are Yoshi's Island. Okay. That's the cool Mario game that's drawn in like a a like first-grader crayon style. Mm-hmm. That one's really cool. Um, the other one I'll put here? in a plug for... I barely played video games, but the one game that I played, my family played a lot on Super Nintendo, was Super Mario World which is a a great classic Mario game. Uh, And I think Super... I've been playing Super Metroid. I never played it before, so this is, like, my chance. It's uh, the one with Samus, so you're, like... You kind of just explore this huge space, and you get different abilities, which allow you to go different places. So it's, like, a little bit RPG, a little bit, like, jumping around, shooting stuff. Um, so that that one's actually held up pretty well. I feel like the, when you get to the Super Nintendo games, you get into the realm of games that actually have a chance of holding up and actually mm. being good games, which is not my experience with any of the NES games. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's exciting. I will say, when the day comes when they put out N64 games and a custom wireless N64 controller, they're going to sell a trillion of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. I, I do wonder if... Because they, they haven't really done... Because they did the mini versions of the NES and the SNES, but they never did one of the N64. So, I wonder I wonder why they haven't really done that yet. Yeah, I well, they didn't announce it, and I would have expected them to. Right. Um, Maybe it's a rights thing with the games. The publishing might have been different around that time. Would be the only thing I could think of. But don't know. It's a good question. So there you go. Super Nintendo games now available with your Switch Online subscription. Uh, all right, one story down. Many more to go. What's next? Facebook dating? What the what the heck? What the <laughs> heck? Facebook dating? Here we go. Let's see if you guys can sell me for on signing up for this. Facebook dating is now available in the U.S. Uh, it's available to users 18 and older, thank God. Um, it's a new tab within the mobile app. Uh, you can opt into it. it. You're not in by default, but you opt into it. And you create a profile that's separate from your main Facebook profile um, and use it to meet potential romantic partners among friends of friends. Um, it's not completely public. That's a difference between this and like a match.com or anything like that. It's intended for friends of friends 
or your friends. Uh, Facebook will suggest matches for you based on preferences you express when you create the profile, along with interests from your Facebook activity. Um, it allows you to send a like and a corresponding message to any profile you encounter. Um, it also has a secret crush feature, which lets you express interest in up to nine Facebook friends or Instagram followers. If you both like each other, you'll get a notification letting you know. Uh, it is free and contains no ads or in-app purchases. Um, it's also in integrated with groups and events. Um, if people you're in a group with have created dating profiles or if they're planning to attend the same events, uh, they might show up in your matches even if you're not friends of friends. Uh, it's now Weird. available in 20 countries um, and will be in Europe next year. Uh, yeah, so my take on this is that Facebook, <clears throat> they have one or two big security things happen the last month or so. They had like the, the phone, everyone's phone numbers got leaked, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do not trust them with this information. Uh, even though it's a separate app. Like, and what does it offer? I guess like, what does it offer that other apps don't don't offer? Like, what's the... Uh, it's the, uh, you know, uh, from what I understand, it's the social graph piece, right? Where it's not c completely strangers. You would think that friends of friends, fellow group members, people attending the same events, it's using its knowledge mm -hmm. of you already to connect you with people who you at yeah. least have some chance of dating. Yeah. Because but... they've been watching you for years in <laughs> In secret, yeah. It's your secret crush. Yeah. But other other apps can just as easily tap into the Facebook social graph as part of Facebook's... Uh, uh, true. Yeah, thing they offer you. What's the word I'm looking for? I... Thing they offer you in exchange for you, they give you value. Value proposition. There we go. <laughs> How could we forget? Sorry. So I feel like that's the third time today where someone has not been able to think of a word and then like said almost the exact thing and then they're like, oh yeah, it's that thing that I just said. <laughs> like you said, what's the thing? They give you value. Oh, value proposition. It was something that that's happened multiple times today. I don't know why. It's there's something in there. Yep. I think the reason I wouldn't use this is not that I don't trust Facebook. It's just I've gotten very not weary, but I guess just tired of creepy ad integration. Like at first it was like amusing and then I ignored it. But now it's to the point where I'm just like over it and so i truly don't want to give facebook any more information about me than they already have because it's like i got a cat and i posted i got a cat and now all i get is facebook ads for like cat <laughs> toys and shit and that's annoying yeah and so i god forbid what think what they would do when you start going on dates and meeting people <laughs> and just think of the ads you're gonna get that that's that's what bugs me right it's true uh, alas. Well, that's weird. But I think it's got a good chance to succeed, actually. Because I just think people, you know, what there's a statistic in this uh, Verge article, uh, that 40% of people are unsatisfied with their current dating app. Um, and, and that doesn't surprise me. And I think if they can differentiate themselves with their Facebookiness and your friends of frenziness, um, 
you know, there's value in that. Yeah, that's true. Facebook. Date. Face date. (laughs) Date book. Date book. (laughs) Well done. Okie dokie. What's next? We're going to we're going to just power through these guys. We're we're gonna, we're gonna be like a, a, a dump truck ramming a crate full of watermelons, and we're just gonna let's ram it through. Uh, do 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 Oh, is Samsung's folding phone back. It's back, guys. Good news. Uh, the Galaxy Fold release date is been revealed. Uh, they have apparently made improvements. It was three days ago. Oh, was it? Is this article in, uh, in Korea? Oh, in Korea, um, the U.S. on September 27th. So you got to wait till the end of the month. Uh, Samsung yeah. has said it has fixed the Galaxy Fold. Um, what they've done uh, is the following. Uh, the top protective layer of the Infinity, Infinity Flex display has been extended beyond the bezel, making it apparent that it's an integral part of the display and not what people thought it was, which was a plastic cover they were supposed to remove. Um, they also added additional reinforcements to better protect the device from external particles, and the top and bottom of the hinge area have been strengthened with newly added protection caps. Additional metal layers on. Additional metal layers underneath the Infinity Flex display have been included to reinforce the protection of the display, and the space between the hinge and the body has been reduced. Um, so they think they fixed it. Therefore, like I said, it is coming out on September 27th in the U.S. Uh, it's uh, the 18th in France, Germany, Singapore, and the U.K. You're not quite able to pre-order it yet, uh, but it will be available for the same price as before. They're also offering a new thing called the Galaxy Fold Premiere Service. Uh, They say they're not going to charge you extra for this, but uh, they did say it is direct access to Samsung experts who can provide you tailored guidance and support over the phone anytime, any day, including an optional one-on-one onboarding session. Basically, how to explain to you how not to break it. (laughs) Be Uh, cool. The one other thing they did do was cancel any existing pre-orders. So if you had an existing pre-order when they put uh, for the previous version, they put on hold, they canceled you and refunded your money. Uh, but that means you'll have to get back in the pre-order uh, queue uh, in order to get one. Mm-hmm. Man, onboarding. Yep, your Galaxy Fold premiere service. Speaking, of, you know, speaking of words that I, I, you know, I don't know. Speaking of weird words. <laughs> You know what word I've heard a lot recently? Um, uh, palpable. No. Pre-work. Pre-work. Have you heard yeah. this before? I heard, I've heard this like just in the past like couple of months. Pre-work. Where the hell did that come from? It's, it's spreading it like wildfire. Have you heard this, Sean? I, from you two. You heard it from us? I heard it from you. I said it. You did. I've only heard it from New York people, so. Mm, oh boy, we know well. We know where the epicenter is. Oh god. So what is pre-work? You don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, is, is it is it homework or is it? It seems to be used like your homework. Like come prepared for this with this other thing, which yeah. to me is the definition of homework. Yeah. Mm. Unless you but do that work, and then it's work work. In a situation where there is no prior context in which to give the homework for the next meeting, so you are just given pre-work. Mm. But it it sounds a lot like pre-crime to me. <laughs> oh, what like predicting work before it happens? Right. 
Like we, we're probably gonna have to do this after this meeting, so why don't you do this before this meeting, and then everything will just be more efficient. Pre-work. <laughs> Honestly, pre-work to me just sounds like an excuse for a company to get more out of you without paying you more. Be like, hey, good news, guys. You're still working your regular hours, but before you come in each day, you need to do your pre-work from home. Oh, <laughs> I get Got it. Him. It's not real work, so we don't have to pay you. But no, you have no, no, to no. But you have to be prepared for your job when you come in, so make sure you do your pre-work. <laughs> Oh, some tech boy. billionaire is going to get a TED talk on it and uh, get some magazine cover. Right. It's only a matter of time. Elon Musk invented pre-work. Have you done any good pre-work? Do you like pre-work, Dan? I've never. Th- I this has not come up at my. Oh company. no. Do you sh- heard? Do you show up at meetings unprepared? With does everyone else show up with their pre-work and they're like, Dan, where's <laughs> your pre-work? No, I've only heard <laughs> other companies talking about it. My dog ate my pre-work. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's got to go on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing. But I love it. That'll uh, be our, uh, our our term of the day here. Yeah. Word of the day. Uh. <laughs> the word is pre-work. <laughs> that would be a good segment. Yeah, our our buzzword of the week. Um yeah. Okay, well that's a Samsung Galaxy Fold. I know you guys are gonna rush out and get that. Yep. Get I'll wait for one one final review from someone who doesn't work at Samsung. To say it's okay. <laughs> I'm still excited for it. And there's also rumors going around that there are going to be a couple more foldable phones uh, first half of next year from Samsung, including one that is essentially two square screens that fold into a clamshell, sort of like an old, uh, uh, like a flip phone. And I'm kind of excited for that because that sounds crazy. Was it was it a Motorola phone that was called like the Pebble or something? It was very round. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. you're. I think you're right. Yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be one big touch screen when you open it up, and I have no idea how Android's gonna work on that. So I'm very excited to see because that sounds like it's because it's gonna be like one super long display, right? So huh. it sounds very unuseful, but I love it. <laughs> I want. I love when I, get, I gotta give Samsung credit for putting out stupid shit nobody wants. Like you, got, I love companies that do that. Yeah, they're like, doing it. Like, what was it? Someone noted at the, was it the Note 10 event when they released that, that the word Bixby was never said once. <laughs> now, that's their smart assistant platform that ever they're supposed to be all in on. wasn't mentioned once. That's what I love about Samsung, because they just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do it like true. that anymore. Not at all. All right. What else we got, guys? Come on. More news. Come on. Come on. Um, blah, blah, blah. We, we got to be like the your local news station that says, more news per minute than the competition. <laughs> I almost got Colby to do a spit take on that one. Oh, wait. What's the Spotify news? Spotify tests an in-app create podcast button. Yeah. Oh, it's the, yeah, boy, we're screwed. Yeah, I know. Synergy. We needed we needed more podcasts, guys. That's what the world was missing. Um, Spotify, we talked previously on the show, purchased Anchor, uh, a podcast creation company. 
Uh, and now they're working to test integration into Spotify. Um, a, I believe this came from like a within the code of the app in Brazil or something where they're, t- I don't, uh, but they're testing a new button uh, that says create podcast. If you tap it, it will send people over to the anchor app if it's already installed or send them to a web page to download the app. So it's not actually integrating the app itself into Spotify, but it is aggressively pushing people um, right from your main podcast list. There's a, a new, it looks like a regular podcast, but you hit it, it says create podcast um, and it'll send you over to anchor. So I had no idea. Did Spotify acquire Anchor? Yes. Okay. Nope. Didn't realize. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It was. was it, they did ago. them, and I think was it Gimlet Media in the same on the same day. Oh, really? One fell swoop. One yep. fell swoop. Yep. Yep. So making it easier than ever to make a podcast. How fantastic! We're about to have a lot more competition here in this space. I mean, I hate to break it to you. It kind of bums me out because I think we started this podcast at the worst time possible because <laughs> we no because because right before us was the very first wave of podcasts and then that are still around because they were there first. Then there's us right. and then there's the second big wave of podcasts where everyone realized, "Oh, we can make money and careers off of this." And we fell in that awkward in-between space. Where we don't get credit for being old and being first, but we're also too old to be new and interesting. (laughs) Yeah, you might be right about that, Sean. I don't know. Yeah. If only we waited like two years. Or started two years earlier. Right. (laughs) One or the other. Oh, well. Again, if anyone wants to sponsor us, now's the time. (laughs) because the value is only going up baby i'm just saying getting early only six (laughs) years in and uh and and lock in your rates now get in while the getting's good what what company would you guys want to sponsor us like don't panic presented by company x who would be a good who would be a good match for this show simply safe simply (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we can, of course, I mean, you know, there's the Casper and Blue Aprons and, you know, your old standbys. something else, though. Yeah, outside, outside. Old Spice. Okay, you think we're a couple of Old Spice guys? Who's our demographic? (laughs) Old Spice guys. (laughs) Pre-teens and teens? (laughs) You know, like the Axe Body Spray demographic? Right. Right. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I think w- I want like a real like classic blue chip company like Goodyear tires, Ooh. you know, like something something with like, wow, they're sponsoring these guys. That's got to mean something. We can we can get Michelin and have the Michelin man on. the Oh, show. my God. <laughs> the fourth host, the Michelin man. <laughs> Now, does he talk? It doesn't matter. No, well, he does now. Yeah. The Jolly Green Giant, maybe? He's like Pikachu. He never talked before, but there's nothing stopping him now. I thought you were going to say he's like Pikachu, and all he says is Michelin, 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 Michelin. <laughs> now, Sean. <laughs> 
the company I would most like to see sponsor our show would, of course, be OMG Roofing. Oh, I would love that too, Dan. I would love that too. But we'd have to talk a lot more about roofing products. I'll negotiate the deal on behalf of both companies. That sounds legal. (laughs) And I get a cut too because I'm on both sides. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, we're not roofing focused enough. Mm. Do you guys know a lot about low slope roofing? I can infer a lot from the name. Are you are you a number twelve or a number fourteen man, Dan? I'm number fourteen like, all the way. Yeah, twelve twelve hours in a day. Fourteen's a much more unique number. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna go with the uh what is the fourteen? That's extra heavy duty. No, I'm sorry, that's heavy duty. Fifteen is extra heavy duty, and then believe it or not, it goes to super extra heavy duty. <laughs> but we only sell those in China. The hey, iPhone the the super the the max the 10 max roofing yeah yes edition pro you'll (laughs) you'll you'll line my roof with gold plating (laughs) they look old roofing 15 edition edition yes only for the celebs um i don't know much about this but i feel like this could be like the uh the food safety podcast that the people on Dubai Friday like a lot. Like we could get a little bit of a cult following out of this. Oh yeah. I just get like super niche. Yeah. Yeah. Get some really engaging personalities from the roofing industry on there and get rid of us. Cause we're not engaging at all. <laughs> and you got a show. <laughs> this is great. It'd be like, the, like a Conan's clueless gamer, but we don't know anything about roofing and then you get some roofing people on to tell us about it. I would say that sounds exciting, but it doesn't. So I, <laughs> no fault of yours, Dan, but All I right. can assure you that's uh, that's a no-go. But, you know, hey, again, we'll, we'll take your money. Who wants to sponsor us? We'll do it. The Chinese government? Really, anybody. Chinese government? I mean, they might be already sponsoring our podcast for all we know. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely scraping it. A state-sponsored actor? Oh, my God, we'd have to register as foreign agents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Damn. We don't don't want to pull a Manafort. If Ukraine (laughs) wants to pay us millions of dollars to lobby on their behalf. No. Now, that's a niche show right there. A show all about how great Ukraine is. Ooh, Ukraine in the membrane. That's what we'd call it. (laughs) Oh, sold! I'll green light that. Sold. I love that. Ukraine in the membrane. <laughs> Although I am good I am gonna put a word in for insane in the Ukraine. <laughs> also good. See that Quentin Tarantino tweet. <laughs> no, what was that? Uh uh hang on, no. Uh pause. I'm not moving. Did I spell his name right? Tarantino or Quentin? I don't think I could actually spell either, technically. <sighs> Quentin Tarantino. All right, come back to me. Yes, okay. While you're looking that up, uh, we can do one more story before we get into picks. Oh, you puppy dog. So speak now. We've got uh, the the inside look at Siri. We've got um, iPhone repairs may be made easier. Disney Plus is releasing weekly, weekly episodes. Facebook hiding like counts. Some antitrust stuff. What's grabbing your attention? 
Oh, yeah. So much uh, general attorney action. Yes. Well, uh, it turns out this week, if you're a giant multinational tech conglomerate, um, things aren't going your way. Both Facebook and Google um, are now under investigation by state's attorney general for antitrust violation. First up, Facebook, a group of states is investigating Facebook for potential violations of antitrust law being led by New York Attorney General uh, Latita James. Um, it includes attorneys from Colorado, Florida, Iowa, Nebraska, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, and the District of Columbia. Um, the statement said the investigation will focus on whether Facebook, quote, endangered consumer data, reduced the quality of consumers' choices, or increased the price of advertising. Um, this is on top of the $5 billion fine they already paid the FTC earlier this year. Uh, the FTC, by the way, still investigating Facebook for other potential violations. Now, today it was announced that Google is now under an antitrust investigation by 50 attorney generals across the United States and territories. Uh, being led by Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton from Texas, it will focus primarily on Google's advertising and search business, though it was suggested they may expand the investigation later. California and Alabama are the only two states attorneys general not involved in the probe. Um, Paxton said that Google, quote, dominates all aspects of advertising on the Internet and searching on the Internet. Um, yeah, so there you go. A couple couple big uh, investigations happening here. Big ones. Yeah, it's crazy. Perhaps not unfounded. Yep. Yep. I I think is the general consensus cool? We more or less agree? Is that fair to yeah. say? Yeah, I think so. I more or less agree. It seems worth looking into at least. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, what authority they have and what comes of it. You know, at the, at the end of the day, all they can really do is sue. Um, and that leaves it up to the courts. Um, you know, the FTC has their rights on top of it. <coughs> uh, and how they leverage that is is TBD. Um, you know, un until... Basically, they're just going to keep paying fines until somebody says, actually break them up. Um, that's how antitrust works, you know, until they actually negotiate something that requires a change in the fundamental structure of the company outside of just paying fines. Right, right. Okie dokie. Well, there you go. Well, that was a heck of a lot of news. Two weeks worth of news. Um, Dan, did you find the tweet you were looking for? I found it. Oh, whew. It was a journey. Let's I, see. Did, I had to plumb the depths. I put it in Don't Panic. Oh, that's a great one. Do you want to read it for the for the folks at home? It says, Tarantined and Quented by Written at Derek Tino. <laughs> Very a mouthful. I was glad you were able to, to read that. I don't know if I would. Indirected by Quentin Tarantino. That's pretty good. Well worth it. Very nice. Um, let's go ahead and move over to picks. It's part of the show where you must bring something we want to share with the world, and we've got some in here. And my name is First, so I will go first this week. Um... I am a fan of a new genre of entertainment that I am calling, wow, that looks really expensive. Um, and it's all these new, I would kind of put Westworld in that category, um, Game of Thrones, these shows that's like, wow, they must have spent a lot of money making that. 
And a new entry in that in that genre is Carnival Row on Amazon Prime, which is their new sort of fantasy mystery series with Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne. Uh, you've probably seen ads for it. They're really promoting it a lot right now. I will not get into the general plot of it because it is a bit complex, but the really short version of it is it's a world where humans and fae magic types exist. You got your fairies and your fawns and your centaurs and your werewolves and other such things. Um, it's sort of a parallel earth, um, and they all live together in a city, and there's mystery, and there's drama, and there's intrigue. Uh, the acting is off the charts, uh, a rare show that I streamed very quickly. Uh, it's eight episodes, an hour long a piece, but I burned through it because I could not stop watching. Um, I would say it's like Game of Thrones light, which is exactly what I want. So um, it was a, a very good show all the way around, and if you're looking for something new to watch, uh, I would recommend checking that out. I have never heard of this. Yeah, the interesting thing is you're you're probably asking yourself, hey, Sean, what book is this based on? It's not. It's an original idea. It's not based on anything, what which is that? weird. That doesn't happen anymore. I know. That's what I said. Someone wrote, they wrote it as a movie script and then turned it into the series. Um, it's. I would describe it as, remember uh, when Bright came out on Netflix with Will Smith and everyone was super excited and then we were all disappointed when we watched it and it wasn't very good? This is like the mm-hmm. good version of that set in the late 1800s. Neat. Um, is how cool. I would describe it. So check it out. And they've already renewed it for a season two. So um, it's going to at least be around for a little while. Um, Colby, what do you, what do you have? Uh, I got a new PlayStation games a little while ago that I've been playing for some time. It is the, I guess it's a it's not quite a sequel and not quite a DLC. It's it's the so Far Cry Five came out a while ago and they released this this game called Far Cry New Dawn which takes place after Far Cry Five, but it's the same map. Um, they just redid all the stuff in it, like all this stuff is new, but it's the same like map. Um, and it sounds dumb, but I I've been enjoying it. I like the original game. In general, I just like the Far Cry experience of driving around and, uh, like, chaos ensuing. So, if, if you also like it, you might might enjoy this game. Um, it's not... Uh, I think it was... I don't know what it costs now. For... Oh, boy. When I bought it... On Amazon right now, it says it's $22. When I purchased this, it was $40, and that was the the release price. So it was not quite a full um, $60 blockbuster game, which is fair, perhaps, since it was uh, basically the same game again. But, yeah, I didn't hate it. I'm still playing it, I guess is the point. Cool. Very yeah. neat. Uh, I will point out, Colby, this is now the third time you've picked Far Cry on the show. <laughs> uh, I checked that out, including when you made... Actually, it's technically four if you count the top picks of the year uh, in 2014 when you picked Far Cry 4 as your second biggest pick of the year. I don't know if you hey. could see me over here, Colby. I was shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Nobody likes the game, but... <laughs> no, I, what I love I is your like commitment it. to it. That's amazing. Yeah. I like, like none of these games have been particularly well reviewed uh, 
since like Far Cry 3 was the one that everyone thought was amazing and none of the sequels have have uh changed anyone's life. I just like it's a fun game. It's great. It's fun to play. I don't care about the story really or multiplayer. I just want to drive around and uh have like some wacky things happen. That's awesome. And I hope you pick Far Cry 6 whenever that comes out. <laughs> Keep the tradition alive. Sure I will. Um I'll also point out, by the way, 2014, Dan, your pick of the year was The Last of Us. Ah. And my pick of the year was Pebble Steel. So that shows you how long ago that was. I stand by that pick. I'm totally for uh, Pebble Steel. I'd still be wearing mine if they didn't go out of business. Yeah. I still haven't finished Last of Us. But you've played Far Cry for how many <laughs> yeah. We're not judging. I, Last of Us has too much story and not enough hijinks. <laughs> Oh, that's all. You know, I, you know, I should get Far Cry because that's exactly like of the video games I do like to play. I am a big fan. I what was I used to play Mercenaries on PlayStation Two a lot, and that was the whole gimmick of the game, which you could just go around and just drive around and blow stuff up and do whatever you wanted. Yeah, that's the fun part. There's like a story that's kind of happening, but I just like to drive. Like I have fun driving between the story points. That's awesome. I might pick yeah. this up. Um, Far Cry New Dawn. <laughs> Get it wherever you get games. Speaking of games, Dan, mm-hmm. what have you got? Uh, speaking of games, I have not been around very much, so I've only played this game for maybe an hour and a half, uh, but I am very taken by it. It is a very difficult game to explain. It's called Control. It's on all the things. I'm playing on PC, which is really exciting. It looks amazing on PC. That was the first thing that drew me into it. I was like, oh, wow, Like this is a game that's supposed to really like push this computer that I've had for almost two years that I haven't really done much with besides play uh, a 20-year-old game of Super Smash Brothers. Um, and it, the story... So the storyline of this game is very important and it is the atmosphere. And I would describe it as like a Stranger Things... Uh, Twin Peaks crossed with a little bit of uh, X-Files storyline. It's really weird and really bizarre and you're like you're just a person. It's you know, it doesn't really explain it. You just show up at this secret government agency and everything has gone to shit and you have to like figure out what's going on but you have this like you obtain these things like a telephone that allows you to teleport around and this like service weapon that is actually like insanely powerful uh and like people like you can make people float and you can like destroy things it's really weird but like the combat is really interesting because the the environment plays so much into it plus it's beautiful and i'm really curious like where the storyline is going it's just a really fun thing to look at and be like huh like wow this is kind of a trip, uh, which is like one of the few. It, it's the feeling I get reading Saga or watching Twin Peaks of like, oh, this is not like anything else I've seen in this medium before. Uh, so check it out. Control. It's on PS4. It's on Xbox. It's on computer. Might be on other things. I know it's on those things. I think it's just on those things. Yeah, that's great. Um, this is fun. You guys are really selling me on your uh <laughs> your picks this week. Uh, someone who doesn't play games, I'm very excited. Uh, Control is one of the first games to support new graphics cards with real-time ray tracing. 
Yeah, I mine Probably doesn't really so do good. that, so I don't know. I don't know what that gets you. Alrighty, Control. Uh, get that on major platforms, as Dan mentioned. Uh, we'll have the links to that and all the picks on our website, as we do every week over at don'tpanic.io. Uh, guys, anything else you'd like to plug? Anything uh, you're doing you want to share with the world? No, I'm very tired. It's been a long summer. Not yet. Maybe next week. Ooh. Maybe finally. Ooh. Now that's a tease. I, know. I teased it over the summer, and then I totally didn't do it, so... We're here whenever you're ready. Um, speaking of teases, guys, I know this is exciting. New episodes of Game Nights up on the feed. Game Nights. Isn't, it's only been since March. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's really been that long. Yeah, that, it's been oh, that wow. long. Uh, it does not feel like. Uh... Yep. So a, a fresh episode up on the feed. Listen to us get lost walking around in circles. It's more fun than it sounds, I promise, over at GameNights.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Just search Game Nights and look for the fuzzy green icon. Um, of course, this show is Don't Panic. Uh, I mentioned Don'tPanic.io. It's a great website, audio, video there, links to all the picks. You can also subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. Uh, you can also get the video version on YouTube. And, of course, you can reach out to us. Uh, at Don't Panic Show on Twitter or email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. I mentioned earlier um, about watching us live Monday nights about 10.15 Eastern over at facebook.com slash don'tpanicshow and twitch.tv slash show. We'll be there as well. Thanks, everybody, who joined us tonight. Uh, we appreciated the viewership as always. We're going to be back next week with full wall-to-wall, top-to-bottom, head-to-shoulders coverage of the Apple announcement happening tomorrow. A little late. But we'll still cover it. Nonetheless, we'll have some time to digest, think about it. Everything's better with time. Well, you know, it is funny because when it comes to Apple events, I have found because we've now covered well over a dozen different Apple events. And I find when we do the episodes the day of, we're much more excited about the products than we are. <laughs> like, we do need a cool off because when we do it the day right. of, we're like, oh, my God, I'm, this is cool. I'm so excited. And then when we do the episodes like a week later, we're like, yeah, that was okay. So it's good. We need. We're gonna take a breather. We're back next week with new phones and new watches and new software and the whole. And who knows what else they'll announce. So join yes. us then. Uh, but until then, on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another exciting edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.